Hello everyone and welcome to the Friday, April 20th. Ooh. That, that one didn't work as well. <laughs> Dang it! Um, edition of the Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang and here with me is the editorial crew, editorial director Kara Davis. Hello again. Oh. Uh, managing editor Adam Smith. Hello, my friends. Hello. And web content producer Jesse Carey. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm not going to be a sing-songy this week, I don't think. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, since the topic today is theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be performing today, I've decided. We, we should have had our theme songs played as we said hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Yours was Hail to the Chief. I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Jesse's was, with... Chick, 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 yeah, the mine was the, the scary Darth Vader theme from Star Wars. That's right. Well, yeah. I could have done that, but I didn't. Today, we have very special guests, the Procussions, a hip-hop group on Rockus Records, one of the best hip-hop labels around. And they stopped by the studio a couple weeks ago for a very unique, very unique session. Definitely stay tuned for it. And in light of that, I'm actually going to be playing Procussions tracks in every every break today. Oh, very cool. Instead of instead of doing the uh, Relevant TV new songs, I mean, you know to go to Relevant TV. You know that it's good music, so go check it out. See what's new this week. But uh, right today, I'm going to uh, to play an all Procussions podcast. Yeah, if we haven't been able to convince you of the sweet goodness and majesty of relevant tv by now you're just stubborn yeah you're beyond you're beyond hope i'm sorry no but what if they're a new listener well if you're a brand new listener just just take our word for it (laughs) go over to relevant tv coming out in theaters tonight we've got vacancy with uh kate beckinsale and luke wilson I, I'm just disappointed that he's in this. I don't know. It looks. I spooky. thought it was going to be a comedy, so I was watching the trailer and I was horrified. <laughs> see, I would rather watch Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson in a romantic comedy than see them in this. I movie. don't know. It it looks spooky. I'm uh, I'm going to go see it. It does, but it's like Luke Wilson. Is this where your career is gone? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I know Super X Girlfriend didn't do all that well, <laughs> but come on. You that, know? that was a mastermind, mastermind, masterpiece. <laughs> when, when, and when he was a mastermind. When, when <laughs> I, did, I never saw the film, but I did see the trailer, and when Uma Thurman threw the shark through the window, I was like, "That's going to be awesome." We've all been there. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of a slice of life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was a figurative shark. Yeah, but uh, who hasn't had a shark thrown through their window in life by an angry ex girlfriend? Uh, yeah. A shark of the heart thrown through the window of their soul. <laughs> Uh, also coming out, Hot Fuzz. Uh, oh, man. If I made a movie, I would call it Hot Fuzz. <laughs> no matter what Just, it's about. I don't even know what it would be about. <laughs> Hot Fuzz 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold? No, Hot Fuzz 2, Electric Bookalope. You know who apparently is giving this rave reviews is our friend Lloyd in England, because this is an English film. It's just been out over there. Interesting. It's the guys behind Shaun of the Dead, which is hilarious. Oh, this is spoof. Yeah. That's right. I'm really excited about it. Those guys are... 
quite funny, and Shaun of the Dead was maybe one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. So, so this one is is spoofing what kind of what genre? Police, yeah, buddy like action movies, okay. but it's like a buddy cop movie. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lloyd Kinsley is our design friend in London and our uh, movie review correspondent. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we just received word this week that his visa was approved and he will be moving here to the U.S. to work with us uh, this, this fall. So we're very, very excited. Lloyd, if you're listening... We're, we're looking forward to having you. Yeah, we we think need a clap track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should slow clap him. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. That didn't go we, well. We think he'll bring a sense of refinement to the office. Well, I let him know that I, I've already set up his email account, govna at relevantmediagroup.com. So it's ready for him. Cumulate email right yeah. now. All our, all our British listeners right now are just shaking their heads at our idiocy. <laughs> like... Okay, now, you guys talk funny. Interesting, fun, interesting, <laughs> fun fact. Uh, when you call England, their phones ring funny. Their phones ring, bring, 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 like that, and yeah. that's what you hear, as opposed to just the one longer ring mm. that we hear. You know, mm. they just like to do things weird. Well, do their toilets flush in the same direction? Yes, I yes they, but they don't use They're, toilets. They use a lavish. hole in the ground. The, <laughs> the I believe they use bobbies. And they wear hats on their feet. <laughs> they use bobbies in the flats. Yeah. yeah. Take the, the lift up to the, the flat and push around the pram. And eat watch some, the telly. And you eat biscuits for dessert because yeah. biscuits aren't biscuits. They're cookies. Stop at the layabout for a doner kebab. We're so You're all very strange. <laughs> I do love good cucumber sandwich. It's true. We, we, I, I knew like, a guy. Like in, crumpets. This guy in college, his name was Tim, but he was from England, and super heavy English accent, and he was very proud to be English. Everyone called him Tingland. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the golf team, appropriately enough. Since they didn't have croquet. Did he wear knickers yeah. when he was... <laughs> he's the only one in plaid knickers. <laughs> Tingling, take those off and put on the pants. His woods are actually woods. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Cheers, mate. Shall we hit the links? <laughs> Fraxer is coming out, starring Anthony Hopkins and others. I, this looks amazing to me. The uh, assistant district attorney, played by Ryan Gosling, matches wits with the man, Anthony Hopkins, who tried to kill his wife and evaded sentencing via a series of technicalities. I don't know why, but for some reason this reminds me of the one where uh, Anthony Hopkins lived with gorillas. And Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> came to, to psychoanalyze him. The, it, you know what it reminds me of is that, you know, in the scene in Zoolander where they have like a walk-off to like the two high fashion guys, it's like Ryan Gosling and Anthony Hopkins in an act-off. You know, it's like, they're very serious. They're talking to each other. They're very dramatic, you know? <laughs> act-off. <laughs> Which I, I'm, I'm saying they're both very accomplished yeah, actors. Two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> is is uh, Billy Zane going to judge this one as well? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's James it's Lipton. David Bo- Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right oh yeah Billy Zane was just there for support right yeah, David right. Bowie judged it <laughs> that's right <laughs> alright music coming out albums coming out on Tuesday the 24th we've got some good ones Arctic Monkeys with Favorite Worst Nightmare Dental is coming out with Dumb Luck um, this is one half of the Postal Service right the DJ yeah. uh, Coldplay with well not really but the singles 1999 to 2006 it's just capital trying to make a few extra bucks in between albums uh, Between the Trees with the story in the song, who it's an independent album, so you, you may not get it everywhere, but it was uh, featured in the music issue of Relevant Magazine. Indeed it was. And Life Savers, 
also featured uh, mm-hmm. coming out on Quantum, also featured in Relevant Magazine. Is it Gutterfly? Uh, yeah, the album's called yeah, Gutterfly. It's three. a great album, by the way. So that will do it for your entertainment releases. Next up, Slices. I had to say goodbye to Miss January. She had a hold of my mind for so long. And I learned a lesson in life from this January. The weight left of my heart is less heavy when the first light shines. The first light shines in June. I thought I fell in love once with a girl who loved blunts and got fronts and she made me rise above lust. I thought I fell in love again with this one chick, body so thick it was hard not to part. That, that uh, is the song uh, Miss January by the Percussions featuring Talib Kweli. You probably recognized him. I think it's interesting. I, I had to say goodbye to Miss January. Did you did you catch that? I mean, like she was wrapped in my mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like giving up or trying to turn their back to lust and temptation. I think oh, I thought he actually knew her. Yeah, that was her last name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's from England. Yeah. Jennifer January. <laughs> and they had to say goodbye because he had to come back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> you can't stay over there yeah. forever. It's really about a long distance relationship. Okay. And now with slices, here's Kara Davis. Media Life magazine uh, released the results of a study from Deloitte and Touche. About how the thirteen God bless you. <laughs> about how the thirteen to twenty four set uh, consumes media, and um, they were surprised to find that for the young for the young folks, old media is still cool. TV um, TV viewing is up, and radio is kind of flat. Newspapers are down, and I guess magazines are about about the same. Up. But Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't really say if it, if magazines were up or down, but it said that 71% of people ages 13 to 24 still enjoy reading magazines, even though they can, most of the time they can find the same information online. But uh, 58% of that group say that they use magazines to find out what's cool. That's right. Yeah. I Jesus. See, I, 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 don't <laughs> see, I don't see like the actual physically printed word going anywhere. You know, despite all the technological advances, it, there's still something sort of satisfying about having a magazine or a book, you know. Yeah, a physical product. Yeah, exactly. Sitting on your nightstand, right. yeah. looking at it, but not reading it. And there's been a lot of talk about how newspapers are adapting to new media and, you know, uh, with their websites allowing readers to post stories and pictures from cell phones. And of course, we saw that a lot this week with the Virginia Tech massacre. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff online. Yeah. I, I was listening to a story on NPR um, one morning this week about a, I think it's a, a publishing company, and it's somewhere up in like Iceland or somewhere in Northern Europe that's actually had an idea and they're bringing it to the States. They're trying it and testing it in 10 markets starting in Boston. And what they're doing is it's going to be like a free publication that's uh, completely, their revenue is all ad-based. But to get their content, they've courted local bloggers and basically said, hey, if you let us put your blogs into print, we're not going to pay you right now, but it allows you to actually get some credibility with right. your writing, and they're going to sell ads for it. <laughs> and so it's kind of their vision of possible you know, new citizen journalism. But it's already faced you know, some criticism just because you know, people are afraid, well, if you're not using professional writers and the quality is going to be down. But it's an interesting model just to kind of see where it goes. Yeah. The study also found that 48% of this age group uh, visit a TV website at least once a week. You mean so like So they a- read media about media. Hmm. It's hmm. interesting. Yeah, I, I don't see TV going away either. 
a lot of people. I feel like that was one of the big assumptions too. That as soon as there's all this broadband on demand content, that TV is going to go. But you know, I mean, what's going to happen is you will be able to sit on your couch and watch a screen, a large screen. Yeah, but it is not going to be a static one way thing. It will be a convergence of your computer slash internet slash TV IP based. Yeah, but. You know, the idea of having to watch TV on your laptop is not where it's going. The idea is that your home television will become a interactive multimedia interface. Yeah, so I, I just mean as far as like... Programming? O- yeah, like on-demand content, I don't feel like is is going any, is going to be the, the future. I feel like there's still, for some reason, people still have, they're really connected to appointment viewing. And, you know, everyone watching the same uh, programming lineup at the same time. I think the, um, only, think the only way that it's going to stay is that the advertising model changes. If you think back to television, you know, in the 50s, you still had appointment viewing, you still had programming. But the the way that advertisers incorporated their message was usually through sponsorships. You know, it was very different than commercials today. Yeah. You know, think back in the old Jack Benny era, stuff like that. You know, and I think in 10, 20 years, we'll look back at how TV and commercials are now and think it's just as archaic as they were 50 years ago because... I think the media messages and the advertising messages will be far more integrated into the programming. I think that rather than having a 30-second commercial that you could skip through on your TiVo, that there will be a different type of commercial message, almost like with a magazine, where it's like the commercials are just there with the content. I I really think it's that's the only way that TV is going to survive. But I think it will. I think it's just going to, the advertising model, the revenue model is going to shift and TV will survive. Yeah. I, I agree, but it won't look the way it looks right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I like I said, I think it's just like the whole idea of appointment viewing, and yeah. people like to just kick back. You know, Thursday night, eight o'clock. It's everybody's watching yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. This actually just happened. Uh, a pretty recent story, and it's it's gonna it's one of the big headlines that um, the partial birth abortion ban that President Bush signed into law back in 2003 has been was challenged immediately and just made it through the Supreme Court, and the ban has stood, and it's looked at as a pretty big victory for. Uh, groups that oppose abortion and pro-abortion groups, you know, th- this is a big blow. Um, it's also interesting the timing that it, that it went through with the upcoming presidential primaries. And I already saw a quote from Barack Obama where he said he's really disappointed about it. And then uh, Romney said it's a you know huge step forward. So it's already becoming a big political. D- I mean, it's it's you know abortion's been one of the big issues, but. It puts it right into the forefront now. Yep. I think if Obama had any shot at wooing uh, Christians over to him, he, I, I, I kind of assumed he would take the silent line, toe, mm-hmm. toe the silent line on this issue. Yeah. And the fact that he's already speaking out is yeah. surprising to me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would have been the smart thing to do. You know, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, because he's really <laughs> been marketing himself as a, a bit more centrist, mm-hmm. uh, even though that from a policy standpoint. And if you're centrist, you you would kind of say, well, there's a pro and a con to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, right. you kind of toe right down the middle for him to take a staunch stand right away. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So, yeah, and, and this is going to be one that isn't going to be going away. It's It's got, you yeah. know, that story's got legs, as they say, in the biz. Scoop! <laughs> <laughs> Hot lead <and> scoop! <laughs> that kind of uh, terminology is going to be archaic when, when newspapers... If you want to make that terminology accurate and edgy and like 21st century, you have to add E 
in front of him. <laughs> That's where he's got e-legs. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Or sphere on the back. It's got e-legs of sphere. It's going to be big on the e-legs of sphere. You know, just watch it. All the all the cool kids are blogging about it. In the blogosphere. Yeah. yeah. E-scooposphere. I meant 2.0. I said 0.2. <laughs> I was like, there's something wrong about what I just said. She's Point going back two. in time. <laughs> so uh, in a story that virtually no one will be talking about after this. <laughs> so it has no e-legs of sphere? <laughs> no, no. It is devoid of e-legs of sphere. That sounds delicious. Uh, point two. Yeah. This would have legs point two. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one was probably buried in the e sphere of the paper. So, this is like pig um, Latin or something. <laughs> a zoo in Antwerp is, uh, you know, everyone knows the, the old don't feed the animals, don't tap on the glass. Now they're asking people not to stare at the chimpanzees. <laughs> um, evidently, there's a, a particular chimp at this zoo that he was raised by humans, which seems kind of a, a turn of the standard story. Yeah. Human raised by um, So he's kind of the reverse of tarzan which isn't cool at all and he's uh he's trying they're trying to integrate him back into the chimp society and they say people staring at him will uh will stop him from integrating into the society because well, he'll what's the point of having a zoo i know yeah, that's the it's like the animal there are chimps over there we promise you you're gonna have to just catch them in your peripheral vision <laughs> you know that blobby shape over there moving around that's a chimpanzee a really, a just really, don't look at a them. really interesting fascinating creature that you'll probably only see at the zoo but we're gonna ask you not yeah. to go ahead and look at it yeah <laughs> there's a there's a whole enclosure of chimpanzees in their natural habitat over there we'd ask that you please please not look at them at least don't look at jed <laughs> right which of course you would immediately be able to identify the chimpanzee yeah you know? well, well plus he's wearing a suit yeah right. or carrying a brief or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the career builder career. yeah um well here's the thing every time i think of a monkey raised by humans which is quite frequently um <laughs> the image i get is the monkey in the diaper you know because yeah. whenever i see one on tv and i'm like what could be more disgusting than a monkey diaper yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like like, who's changing the monkey diaper? Like, I can't help but think that is just the grossest it, well, thing to ever. Me, if you're raised by humans, you ought to be able to change your own diaper. And, and, <laughs> and here's another thing. Do you have to specially buy those, or are those just pampers? I think they're baby diapers. I'm pretty sure that you uh, there's a monkey section. <laughs> Where do you buy monkey diapers? Petco. <laughs> head over to Petco, head to the monkey diaper aisle. Now, now where was the zoo? In Antwerp. Belgium? Oh. I thought it was Book an imaginary land of Antwerp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a far off mountain. Where they don't look sure. at the monkeys. Yeah, it's enchanted. <laughs> and they raise the monkeys in their homes. Yeah. Just want to make sure I'm safe to stare at the animals here in well, America. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, America is always a few years behind Europe in trends. And so The monkeys here are like, what are you looking at? <laughs> they're ready to start a they're fight. On, they're uncouth. Yeah. They're, not, they're not quite as uh, genteel as the... Uh, the monkeys overseas. That's true. Well, it's because we don't raise them in our homes. That's know? right. Well, they're they're brutish and oaf-like. Can I just say I'm so thrilled that we got back on the subject of wildlife <laughs> and European wildlife at that fact because... <laughs> you thought there would be no transition to the slice you're about yeah, to Yeah, I was like, at. there's no way we're getting to uh, this one. <laughs> but we did. Well, there's a very, a very busy, busy highway in Europe that goes from uh, the Hungarian capital of Budapest to Vienna. 
and there was a truck crash. It's called the M1 motorway, because that's what they call them over there, motorways. You can ask Lloyd about that. Um, and a truck crashed, and when it did, it released 5,000 rabbits onto the road. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> 5,000. 5,000 rabbits. Five <laughs> minutes later, there were 10,000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, a, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Be- yeah, because like that. the, the, one of the strangest parts of this story is not that a truck carrying 5,000 rabbits crashed, but there's a truck carrying 5,000 rabbits in the <laughs> well, first place. When he started off, there was only five. Oh! Keep it going. Uh, true story. True story, everybody. A uh, guy, uh, he's driving a truck, <laughs> crashes. 5,000. There were, there were 50 when they left. <laughs> Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> so, and so the road was closed for hours, and this just brought so many old podcast memories just flooding in. Like, how would you like to be the guy right behind the truck? Like, whoa, he's jackknifing. Uh oh, what is rabbits? <laughs> now, were, were any of them skinned? Yeah. Well, afterward, <laughs> well, well, the way you would clean that up is just release a gaggle of wiener dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, funny you should mention that. <laughs> funny, funny you should mention that because the just days before I stumbled upon this headline and I'm going to read the headline word for word here 20 endangered rabbits released semicolon 14 promptly eaten oh <laughs> this, this can is, I just read this word for word because it is good this has been a week of wildlife debacles yeah <laughs> okay it's a new television show yeah this 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 actually happened Tonight, in the state on wildlife debacles <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Each night is a different theme. Tonight, rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> rabbits gone wild. Yeah, and then came the debacle. Yeah. Okay. Gaggle no- of wiener dogs. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and read part of the story. Next week, prairie dogs <laughs> <laughs> on a very special <laughs> wildlife debacle. 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 <laughs> Manatees! <laughs> a truck carrying 5,000 manatees. <laughs> and turned into 50,000. How did that happen? Uh, they, I thought they moved slowly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Most of a group of 20 endangered rabbits that were reintroduced to the wild with great fanfare last month have been killed <laughs> by predators. Fanfare. See, I envision this like these guys in lab coats like walking to the edge of the woods with, you know, like the Verizon commercial where there's just people everywhere. I picture them like that with cages of rabbits. And people are <laughs> just like, yeah! Yeah! You know, release them! <laughs> Maybe there's a band playing. <laughs> yeah. Like a brass band. <laughs> and the word promptly makes me think like as soon as the cage doors open and the rabbits go hopping away, like falcons swoop in. And <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine the little scientist like, you're free. Off to the wild. Go. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have publicized the event. Then all the other animals wouldn't have known. Yeah. yeah, they write about it on the e-blogosphere or whatever. Where has it? They're releasing 20 rabbits here. So I guess uh, the, the officials in Hungary just need to release some predators out on that highway because they seem to do a pretty good job with these endangered ones. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I All like right. rabbits. That was glorious. Uh, you hear the paper shifting around. That's us looking for an actual slice with substance and or spiritual oh, content. Oh, substance? 
I got uh, one. Got one? Yep. I don't know if we should. All right, go ahead. <laughs> if we want to go there. Well, I did the abortion one. That's true. That was good. That was heavy. Well, well actually, I, I usually bring the media slash tech slice. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, Point two. I, I usually bring the idiocy. <laughs> Point two. <laughs> I thought Jesse brought the idiocy. <laughs> Wait a second. We have a double helping of idiocy? <laughs> yeah. That explains so much about our podcast. <laughs> hey, here, here's a pretty idiotic one for you, Adam. If- this is ludicrous. It's honeybees are being it's killed it. by cell phones. Okay, uh-huh. it's not ludicrous. This, this is um, this has honestly been going on in the news for quite some time. Basically, a large percentage, and a lot of people have heard this, a large percentage of the honeybee population, population in North America and uh, South America and Europe is is just going missing. I mean, have, uh, uh, you guys no. haven't heard this. No. Okay, no. I'm gonna see if there's this stats. Sounds here. like a detective story for Callahan McIver. <laughs> Find the honeybees. I hope he's not using a cell phone during his investigation. <laughs> okay, for example, I mean, I'm I'm looking for stats here. This is from the Toronto Star, so obviously they're going to give more stats about Canada's bees. Yeah. But basically, a lo- uh, the commercial beekeepers in in Ontario. They've lost about 23,000 of their 76,000 hives, okay? Wow. But that's happening everywhere. California, they've lost something like 60%. The East Coast has lost like 70% of their beehives. Uh, uh, Brazil and all over Europe, the same thing's happening. They can't figure out what's going on. Normally, if a, if a, honey, a beehive was abandoned, there would also then be parasites and other natural things that would then break down the beehive and, you know, whatever. But then those parasites aren't even coming. And apparently, if a bee, a honeybee doesn't return to the hive, it just eventually drops dead somewhere. So there's not like that they're, they're not like finding them. They're just lost and gone and dying. Um, why this is significant is because the, obviously, you know, biology, the bees carry pollen. They are a major, major cog in the ecosystem. And the fact that, you know, literally half of the bee population is just going away. Well, let's put it this way. Back. Uh, in his time, Albert Einstein is quoted as saying, if, if ever anything happened to the world's bees, that life would have four years of sustainability after they were gone. It, it is not a light topic. So whether or not his years are correct or not, the, the issue is the entire ecosystem breaks down if the bees wow. go away. The, what's perplexing scientists is they cannot figure out why they're going away. But studies in Sweden recently, like this week, came out saying that they were able to do experiments that bees' navigational tendencies were affected by radiation. Uh, they were testing it with power lines and cell phones, and that bees got disoriented and didn't go their natural routes if there was a power line near it. So now they're saying maybe this is a, the proliferation of cell phones and maybe the proliferation of power lines worldwide is actually causing enough of a murmur that it's just throwing off the global bee population. Wow. And there's no, I mean, this is the first, you know, scientific yeah. study to try and t- try and to explain what's going on. So it has a lot of critics as well. But the reality is, is there's actually an epidemic happening and it's like this not really making the news and within, you know, a year or two, it could be a global wow. crisis. I was going to say this stings. It really does. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. They're always in the last place you look. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Before we move on, I wanted to, uh, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the students and family at Virginia Tech and just that uh, they're in our prayers and we're watching the news every day just like everybody else and are just completely saddened and shocked by what happened there this week. And 
you know, with everybody else, we just want to stand with you and let you know if you're listening and you have, uh, you've been impacted at all by this, we are praying for you and our thoughts are with you. Hopefully, I don't know, good will come of it and somehow. I want to play a clip of a professor that spoke at the Virginia Tech kind of memorial service. I think it was a day after or maybe two days after the shooting uh, in the arena there at Virginia Tech. I'm just going to let it play. This aired originally on CNN. It, you know, if anything good can come of it, you know, th- this, this gives you some hope. Ladies and gentlemen, Virginia Tech University Distinguished Professor of English and celebrated author Nikki Giovanni will deliver closing remarks. We are Virginia Tech. We are sad today, and we will be sad for quite a while. We are not moving on. We are embracing our mourning. We are Virginia Tech. We are strong enough to stand tall, tearlessly. We are brave enough to bend to cry, and sad enough to know we must laugh again. We are Virginia Tech. We do not understand this tragedy. We know we did nothing to deserve it, but neither does a child in Africa dying of AIDS, neither do the invisible children walking the night away to avoid being captured by a rogue army, neither does the baby elephant watching his community be devastated for ivory, neither does the Mexican child looking for fresh water, neither does the Appalachian infant killed in the middle of the night in his crib in the home his father built with his own hands, being run over by a boulder because the land was destabilized. No one deserves a tragedy. We are Virginia Tech. The Hokie Nation embraces our own and reaches out with open heart and hands to those who offer their hearts and minds. We are strong and brave and innocent and unafraid. We are better than we think and not quite what we want to be. We are alive to the imagination and the possibility we will continue to invent the future through our blood and tears, through all this sadness. We are the Hokies. We will prevail. We will prevail. We will prevail. We are Virginia Tech. In a swamp full of gators. Swamp. Yeah, but he mentioned it in a, in a uh, negative context. 
Yeah, he's uh, out of shape in a swamp full of gators because they're so dominant. They're going to eat him. <laughs> they're so great. He's he's helpless in their in their presence. So merciless and devoid of compassion. All right, that's the storm by the percussions. Uh, their album actually is called Five Sparrows for Two Cents. And like I mentioned earlier, it's on Rockus Records. A couple weeks ago, they were able to come through. They were on tour, and they stopped in the studio. It was just uh, them and Flynn. Unfortunately, none of us were here. And when you hear the performance, you'll say, you'll know why I say, unfortunately. They actually, their DJ who was with them did not have their turntables, so they had to improvise. So what we were able to lay down is Mr. J, Stroh, and Rez. If you hear a beat, it's them beating our table. Wow. And they used our keyboard for to lay down some of the audio, and then they freestyled. Wow. And it's really, really cool. So um, cool. And then by the third song, by the end of it, they actually found some of the drum noises on my keyboard. <laughs> and so they were able to lay down some bass and stuff, and it's really cool. So um, the reason why I wanted to play the real percussion songs for you guys throughout the podcast is because what you're about to hear is kind of the unplugged freestyle version. <laughs> I wanted to hear some of their actual songs as well. The thing I find interesting about the percussions is that you know, they're they're Christian guys, but they did not start as a Christian hip hop group at all. They didn't, and nor are they now. They, right? They certainly aren't. They're just a, a hip hop group of Christian guys, and that works its way into their music because it's part of their lives. But they, uh, at the beginning of their career, they've always been positive hip hop since the very beginning. Always done positive, clean hip hop. But they weren't Christians when they started their career, and they've actually become Christians uh, after you know having a a successful career in hip-hop music. So I think that's really cool. You can uh, you can check them out at theprocussions.com. So without any further ado, The Procussions. Yeah. 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 To the beat, y'all rock to dick, dear. I come on, y'all. Uh uh, uh uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo. Breaking batteries like refugees, we're fleeing persecution. Yo, the sound of freedom beckons me to see through institutions, both religious and political. We live as individuals. It's a rhythm of ritual I seek to avoid. Self righteousness to me can destroy. Hell might just be that preacher you enjoyed on your Sunday morning. Performing on a pulpit with his one day warnings. Conforming till the culprit leaves you one day morning. Claiming salvation's that away. Saying that he had a way, but that was on a Sunday. What about Monday through Saturday? So Jesus was clever voodoo. It might forever be foolproof until you meet him with Jesus. And he's like, I never knew you. The shepherd knows who will whether or not you choose to The devil reads the Bible and knows it better than you do You sever the truth using the knife to feed your evil stomach And the body of Christ is still bleeding from it And I don't want the advice from any demon puppet Yeah, I might have had to look twice But man, I see you coming And man, I see you coming And man, I see you coming Procussions on a mic to the south It goes social injustice, economic prejudice You broke the church's trust among its residents You hold your thirst for lust to thumb presidents Would slow the search in us for love's eminence Above the tenements of earth, 
with the sentiments of worth and the testament of truth you see the evidence of hurt pain and struggle yet your sermons remain subtle diversions of fame trouble the words from your brain stumble huh. over your heart's intentions exposing your dark dimensions popularity greed power invention sour any honorable mention the tower of Babylon's ascension whether on the pulpit or the public park benches be careful who you want within the one who might tempt you cause anyone is a potential danger your friends parents your peers and strangers cause even my pen can be an instrument of fear and anger the difference between man and manger uh, uh, the difference between man and manger uh, uh, the difference between man and manger now listen up it's the percussions on the mic and to the right I got my man DJ Vajra and to the left I got my man Stroh and I got Flynn Adam Atkins on the bongos or the congos or the congas or the bungas and you got me Mr. J the Kukamanga actually you got Mr. J Madeiras right here too we had a percussions we just got done doing a show And uh, we came down because my man Flynn Adam Atkins is a really good friend of ours. And he was like, yo, come down, do this podcast. And uh, we didn't have any music with us because we left it at the show. Someone stole all our equipment. That didn't really happen. But we got, um, we got a keyboard here that we found laying around. Uh, 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 yeah. Akita, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Found a, found a tambourine thing. And this is DJ Vajra on the percussions, which really is a table how we used to do back in high school. Yeah, yo. Uh, uh. <laughs> I like that, though. Maybe we can find something for that. We can find a home for that. Yo, yo. We on? So check this out. So percussions are still in the place. And uh, percussions are still in the place. And uh, we found a keyboard here that has some drums on it. And I think you'd be very surprised that uh, most of the pop music nowadays uses some of these drums. And since we found them, we're going to try to make a pop hit today. Uh-uh. Uh. And since we're in Orlando, too. Is that all right to be in Orlando? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. To the beat, y'all, bass. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Now put it up. And in the air. I'll put it up. Uh, in the air. Now do your thing, girl. I do your thing. I do your thing, fella homie, do your thing I do your thing, girl, I do your thing Yeah, I do your thing, girl Yeah, yo She walk like she got headphones, rocking Aretha Lady of light, the type that you'd like to meet, uh Out of reach, sort of Speech like a drink of water Far from elite, though it's hard meeting a king's daughter Not really in the order, but her expectations Call for a man to be strong, plus patience you could admire the flower But understand, you dealing with a woman and a higher power And my father in heaven must have gave her the earth Cause the money don't impress her, yo, she know what she worth And she knows rebirth, she can feel it She went through too much hurt to conceal it It's not what she say, it's the way she reveals it And how the world wanna steal it How that spirit in which her body's a home to uh, Sorry girl, she's outgrown you, check it out Out of the cage to the wild blue The sky's too great, she gotta escape and fly through With a smile too, kinda remind you You gotta look ahead and not behind you She said staring at the sun won't blind you It's just a lie used by the world to come find you But I know a place they won't find you And if you agree, you can fly like I do Uh, up to the beach, y'all 
I mess up a word or two to beat y'all But yo, I do it nice, fly, not discreet, y'all I'ma put it all out on the air, yo Absolutely beautiful The type to make you feel unsuitable She's uncommon, ain't nothing by the usual If you done known her before the transition You'd be amazed by the change, man, listen She used to go from this one to that one To feel complete, she looked for men to make it happen Until she started asking If all things in this world should pass And show me something that's everlasting That's when she met true love Not the word, but the action Taking her to way back when She was Eve In the Garden of Eden <laughs> Before the apple was Eve You see, she used to be the queen of clubs Now it seems she's a wild card Born again, child of God With a style a little odd For any normal man to marry But she fits it just fine With the revolutionary Listen, out of the case to the wild blue Skies too great, she gotta escape and fly through With a smile too, kinda remind you You gotta look ahead and not behind you She said staring at the sun won't blind you It's just a lie used by the world to come find you But I know a place they won't find you And if you agree, you can fly like I do Uh, you can fly like I do You can fly like I do You can fly like I do So yo, we're trying to make big hits here If you hear this on the radio and it's not my voice, somebody stole the joint. Somebody stole my lyrics. Yeah. So, yo, Procussion's in the place, y'all. Then we're doing this podcast, Relevant. And uh, if y'all are listening to this, man, they said that they got a lot of listeners. So I want to prove, I want them to prove this to me. So if y'all are listening right now, you need to go to uh, myspace.com com backslash the percussions yeah but let us know you heard this podcast and we will send you an absolute free sponge in the mail yes for all your spills yes all right we love you guys <laughs> that's the timeout. that's the that's the off air get them off hear me hear me see me see me you even know i'm still breathing i listen to the sounds of the tv the only thing that really wants to reach me you're listening to the percussions little people that's kind of funny <laughs> all right so it's time for your feedback last week we asked you what you would want your personal theme song to be and you know what i think some people were a little confused um and it does not have to be a tv show theme song and we weren't asking what your favorite tv show theme song is we were asking, what music would you want to ba- basically play when you enter a room? Your theme song. So a lot of people sent in clips. So I apologize in advance. I'm not going to be able to play everybody's. I think last week I thought maybe two or three people would send in actual mm-hmm. clips. And so I promised, well, unfortunately, way too many people sent yeah. in clips. So I'm not going to be able to. But we will play some of them. And here's some of your feedback now. Victor Guerrero says, my name is Victor Guerrero. In Spanish, it means victorious warrior. Ooh, that's pretty awesome. As a warrior, I I would have picked I Am the Warrior by Pat Benatar. (laughs) But anyway, he says, uh, I need a theme song that will catch everyone's attention. I found it. It's pretty much guaranteed to win favor from everyone when I walk into a room. (laughs) Planet Rock by Africa Bombada and the Soul Sonic force <laughs> put on caps and then he puts the caps are necessary <laughs> it's that vicious it sounds like victor when he walks into his room like he's wearing a white blazer with a, like a pink t-shirt underneath miami vice style? yeah very miami oh, this isn't miami vice at all well this no, is this is house music 
No, no, no. This is very, very early hip hop. This, this is like Grandmaster Flash, Melly Mel, that kind of era. This is very early hip hop. But you're just hearing the beat. You're not hearing Soul yeah. Sonic Force. Yeah, like, but he's. Yeah. I definitely can still see the white blazer. Yeah, and maybe maybe a T Bird convertible pulled up. I don't know. Maybe an old '80s Ferrari. Which, by the way, when I see because we live in Orlando, I see those occasionally. And when I see like a Ferrari from the 80s that's real boxy and I see it and the guy in it is still so proud I'm like I can't I can't take you seriously I don't I, care if you I were the I always think it's gonna be Tom Selleck <laughs> he bought it for like $13,000 yeah, exactly so. but he owns a Ferrari and yeah. he's probably got a sweet speedboat yeah. and that wow. song plays okay this one's from Kathy Shook who says Adam your knowledge Wait, Kathy shook me all night long yeah, it's anyway. never a good thing when your last name's a verb yeah that's right is that a song Her or something? Her name is a complete yeah. sentence. Uh, she gives you a shout out, Adam. She says your knowledge of TV theme songs was awesome. Thank you. I, I felt like I didn't accurately portray my knowledge of TV no, theme songs. No, you time. accurately portrayed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. I'm getting so pumped right now. I'm sorry. You can continue. Right, well, Kara. this is her theme song. It's actually snippets of songs. Whoa! She did a mix for us. She wow. did. She said this would be a teaser trailer for Kathy. The first was <laughs> "I Have the Tiger." And then we have Rock Whoa! Your Body. Whoa! She put Shook Me All Night Long on there. <laughs> and she put, my last name is Shook, and yep. see more. Yep, All Night oh, Long. Amazing. Shook Me All Night Long. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Kathy. Crazy, because she says she's a bit crazy. And then Drive Me Crazy, Stop, Remix. If for some reason your attention is not on the entrance, then you need to be told. That is, oh, that is such. Wow. Can we play that mix one more time? No. That, that oh, is an awesome man. mix. The, the <laughs> wonderful thing is people can actually hit rewind on their own <laughs> Kathy, iPod. you took it to the next level. Yeah, she Kathy really did. made us a, a mix. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean like that we're going steady? Like she made us a mix. <laughs> <laughs> she made us a mix. <laughs> uh, Matthew Riswick said that his theme song would be Gangster's Theme. By Midwo Mid- No no Gangsta's theme. I'm sorry, there is no R here correct. <laughs> Gangsta's theme. By Midwest Coast Terror Squad Unit. Cause he says the fact that he eats beef and hitting snooze on his arm makes him a gangster. The gold in my teeth makes me a gangster. The fact that I eat beef. Okay, makes sense now. If if this guy walked into the room, I'd be like, okay, step back, everyone. I'm not real sure what this guy's all about. (laughs) He does eat beef. Yeah. Is this him? It has to be. Well, it says Midwest Midwest Coast Terror Squad unit. I hope this is him. It is. It's got to be. All distorted, blurred yeah. out. Like they sounds like they did in their dorm. My favorite part about the Midwest Coast Terror Squad unit was that a whole uh, line of the song was bling, 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 but bling, bling. <laughs> Mike Basse. Is he Basse? Basse? <laughs> I don't know. He's a junior, if that counts. What? He's Mike Basse Jr. He's yes. not necessarily a junior. That would imply a junior in college. 
Oh, yeah. Or or, or a clothing size. Yeah. yeah, maybe he was including his t-shirt size. I don't <laughs> Junior. know. Junior. There's a lot of things that could imply. He so says, what's the difference between juniors and misses, like in the women's clothing session? Oh, juniors is for teens, misses is for soccer moms. Interesting. <laughs> didn't know. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Learn something about JCPenney's every day. <laughs> <laughs> you literally learn something about JCPenney's every day? <laughs> I make it a point to. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to learn. <laughs> I really respect Everybody that. has different ambitions in life. <laughs> this segment brought to you by... TJ <laughs> Maxx, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the exact kind of advertising streamlining we've been talking about. Yes. <laughs> Seamless. We're, yeah, and they're not paying us in money. They're paying us in JCPenney clothes. Yes. <laughs> I'm wearing Arizona jeans right now. Unfortunately, I was limited to the Mrs. section. I'm I'm wearing the, the Swedish Jordache jeans you've ever seen. So. <laughs> With a matching Jordache jacket. <laughs> Double denim, baby. Does it have studs on it? <laughs> yeah. The old Canadian Does it? <laughs> Did you bedazzle it? <laughs> it came bedazzled. That's kind of the high class stuff you got, JC Penny. And everything from JC Penny, like every shirt is from some different collection. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's always a washed up soap star. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mike Basse Jr. He's says My theme song would be Drop the Bombshell by Powerman 5000. It's intense and it just makes you want to start a mosh pit. It gets me all worked up. Definitely a good theme song material, in my opinion. (laughs) This man scares me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He knows that this is going to play in any room that he walks into. Like, he goes into church. And yeah, he's right. playing. Yeah, he's he's walking into someone's wedding. <laughs> A visit to his grandmother. Yeah. Uh, yeah hey, grandma. Community. <laughs> okay. Hey, gang. This is from Alex Edding, um, and his song is actually is from a. It's eating. Eating. Because he's, he even put a pronunciation yeah. guide oh, on I'm, his email. I apologize for that, Alex. But I think we just call him Edding anyway. Yeah, Edding. Um, his song is from Les Mis. Wait, a man named Alex, a male, wants his theme song, the thing that defines him, to be from a musical. Well, he wants Do we it. know it's a guy? Alex. Well, well Alex I know could girls be Alexandra. I'm going to go with, I hope this is a girl. Another day, but it's still another kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> he said, is that Sean Connery? <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Connery is Jean Valjean. It is, uh, people, you have to think, you want a song that's going to pep people up when you when you walk into a room. You know, you want a song that... This isn't like an introspective, like this is your biopic and you need the, the no, climax that, moment. Right, like no. the so- some of the songs you're sending in, these are end credit songs. Yeah, exactly. You know... You need the, need the front credit song. That's right. The the booming thumping soundtrack that that starts everything off. My my theme song. Are you Mark and the Funky Bunch? I think this is Mark Wahlberg's actual theme song. <laughs> it's because I've always wanted a Funky Bunch, you yeah. know, and. Um, I can't have one, so I well, thought I just like the theme like song. medically you can't have. One. Well, I've never been able to convince anybody to be part of my funky bunch. So, so here, here's my question: You know, the show Entourage is based on Mark Wahlberg's life in Hollywood, correct? 
I had no idea. Yeah. The, the show Entourage is based on real-life Mark Wahlberg and his friends going to Hollywood. So my question is, is the Entourage gang actually a funky bunch? I would have to say yes, then. I mean... so that See, I want a funky bunch. I want four guys to just live in my house, hang out, drive me around, take care of this stuff, and I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I think we should all have funky bunches. <laughs> Everyone should have a if, funky uh, bunch. If any podcast listeners would like to volunteer to be our funky bunches, there's a, I need a four rigorous... Myself. Yeah, there is a rigorous screening process. Yeah. I do have to tell you that. So we need 16 candidates. Well, Kara doesn't really want Total. a funky bunch. She wants uh, four au pairs or people to just <laughs> help out with the baby. So, so it's a little different. what we need is we need 16 candidates. We're going to need way more than that. We have to narrow it down to 16 all, for each of us to have four. All four of my funky bunchers have to have mustaches, sweet suits, and very big curly pipes and I, I, we, I, we should have said this for the relevant update but I'm just going to go with it we're starting a reality show called The Funky Bunch uh, it starts off with 64 goes down to one apprentice style no, all be kind- one one is not a funky no, bunch that's not a funky bunch it goes down it's, to a four. Four. it's four seasons it's four seasons <laughs> it's really it should take me four years to get a funky bunch together <laughs> and then what about us it's going to be one heck of a funky bunch <laughs> it's a lot of candidates it's going to take 16 years for this thing to develop I don't, I don't think I like need help with the baby after. after yeah, all that. seriously, <laughs> I don't think I like this format. We need to start out with like a thousand. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to renegotiate our TV deal that I just signed for us. Because <laughs> 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 I was looking at the future, you know, long term, sixteen right. years. Um, special delivery. We we've just, just been handed an urgent just, bulletin. We've just been handed a first class. Package. I hope there's frosty. I hope there's there. not bees or in there. Envelope. <laughs> it's from After Edmund any. in Lagrange, Georgia. Oh. It says, "Hey, this is Gates from After Edmund. Unfortunately, I didn't get to come down for the radio <laughs> tour. So, to go with my regret, I'm sending along my favorite non-perishable afternoon snack. They're great for day hikes, road trips, and eating while rowing down the Nile in a John boat. I in no way endorse or encourage the latter. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the flavorful explosion of extra crunchy PB and wafers." Huh. Many things. <laughs> oh wow, these are vanilla he wafers with them. peanut butter Four. inside. <laughs> no, they, they are, are. handmade. <laughs> He's in a Ziploc bag with four uh, handmade little well, sandwiches, two vanilla wafers with peanut butter in between. That's and so they great. are fully intact. You know this what was not even in a padded mailer. It was not. He just stuck it in a paper envelope. That is amazing. That's bizarre. Well, who's going to be the first one? That's amazing that it didn't break. Next yeah, time, we'll thank sausage you, McMuffins. Thank you, Yates from After Edmund. And also, thank you to Nikki Perez, who sent in a box of snacks last week, right after we finished... Um, recording the podcast, it came in. She overnighted it, DHL, and uh, she sent us a variety of very odd treats. <laughs> and sadly, they fared worse in the DHL box than these vanilla wafers. But did. regardless, but thank you did. very much yeah. to Nikki. Yeah, thank you. And, and we've heard great. rumblings on the message boards about some other people possibly sending some, and uh, we're just waiting for them still. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to have one package a day, every day, for the rest of the year. For the next 16 years, so the show goes off the air. I just need them to come until I have an intact Funky Bunch, who can then go out and get us snacks, because that's what they do. It's <laughs> really the point of the whole series. Yeah, the Funky Bunch goes on frosty runs. That's what they're here for. All right, Chris Stetson wrote in, and he is from... Stetson Carp- University? Carpinteria, California. That was a long word. I had to look at it a couple times. 
here's why. He lives in Carpinteria, a little beach town just south of Santa Barbara. And during summer, my friends and I get together on our days off and ride our beach cruisers around town. Mm. We call ourselves Biker Gang. And when we aren't away, we yell, Biker Gang, out! <laughs> it's more fun in community than a real gang, but we think it's cool. They, what does this have to do with Peter Gunn? Real gangs. What does this have to do with Peter Gunn, you ask? Uh, I'm getting there, but I need to set it up. I have a... I have milk crate for a basket on my bike, and in my basket I have one of those battery-powered mini guitar amps. And during Biker Gang, I always connect my iPod to the amp and crank no. the cruisy tunes for all to hear. Peter Gunn is our favorite song to cruise to. That is hilarious. So in a way, Peter Gunn is the theme song of Biker Gang, but if I could will a song to play whenever I enter a room, Henry Mancini's Peter Gunn would be it. That's, That's hilarious. Awesome. I can just yeah. see these four guys in their milk crate basket <laughs> yeah. biker like gang. Being savagely beaten by a real biker gang. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as give this, me your iPod, as, kid. <laughs> yeah, as this song kind of like slows and screeches to a halt as they kick in the amp. <laughs> yeah. And take the <laughs> Steal the iPod. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that'll do it for your feedback. And now with this week's editorial question of the week, here's Kara. If you could have a funky bunch, name four people who would be in your entourage. Now, they have to be names that we would know. Right. They can't yeah. be like my cousin Al, right. stuff like that. Right. Unless, we, unless your cousin is like Al Franken, and then we would probably know who he is. Yeah, that's true. And we want to know why, not just, not just the names. But and what would you have your funky bunch do? Right. Yeah. Each person has to contribute a unique factor right. to the entourage. Ki- kind of like, you know, in, in any war movie, you've got everyone has their specialty on the commando yeah. unit. Like the demolitions guy, mm-hmm. the small arms guy, the master of and, disguise. And this can be living or dead. Yeah. Oh. I, and every, I well, feel like everybody would want Jesus in their funky bunch. I, let's say no Jesus in your funky bunch because you ought to be in Jesus's. Funky That's bunch. what I was gonna say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't be your co-pilot. That's right. He should yeah. be his co-pilot. That's right. And, and every every funky bunch needs a Woolsey, you know, like the goofy fun guy, <laughs> the yeah. turtle, you know. I mean, you've you've thought so much about having a funky bunch, Cameron. Who would you put in your funky bunch? Hmm. Shaquille O'Neal would be in mine. Pigeon wow. John would be in mine. Oh man, see. I hold Pigeon John in such high esteem as a cool guy that I don't know if I could if I could subjugate him into funky bunch status for me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think I think he's so cool. But that, isn't the idea that you want an all star funky bunch? Yeah, you really yeah, but do. you want a funky bunch that makes you look good. But I want Winston Churchill in my entourage for wisdom. Yeah, and just morale. Like your, your top advisor. Yeah. He's actually the demolitions yes. guy. <laughs> I mean, this guy, you know, fighting a war. He goes on, you know, he's in a bunker, and like every day he would go to the roof and shake his hands at the German planes yeah. or whatever they were. I want the son of an Arab <laughs> sheik in my funky bunch because those guys are Loaded. filthy with money, yeah. and it's not their money, so they right. don't really care. Yeah. They'll spend, spend it like spend crazy. It. Do you see the beauty like of having Winston Churchill too? Is like I don't know if we should do that. Yeah, what do you think, Winston? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the the Arab Sheik. Here's one thing you have the to son remember: of the son Arab of the Sheik, Arab yeah. Sheik. As the leader of the Funky Bunch, you want to be the one shelling out the cash. So make sure he gives it to you under the table before mm. you guys go out. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so I got pigeon for entertainment and cool factor. I've got the son of the Arab Sheik for cash flow. I'm going to adopt your Winston Churchill role, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, instead of Winston Churchill, I'm going to go with 
Ross Gandhi. Perot. I, I thought of Gandhi. Gandhi. Bob Dole. I don't see now. Gandhi. I think <laughs> he's would just going to slow you down. I think Gandhi would be kind of a buzzkill. I think he. Yeah. You'd feel like you're not good enough. Or, or or like you guys are like watching, you know, like the 300 or something. Or like, yeah, let's go see the 300 tonight. Oh, but Gandhi's coming. Like, uh, he'd <laughs> be like watching like, a movie with your grandmother. Yeah, it'd be real awkward. Yeah. Like every scene, you'd be looking over, like, sorry, Gandhi, I didn't know this was in there. I really no. didn't, Gandhi. I I want a funky bunch that I am quite obviously the leader of. Mm. You know, so like no one wanted to be around your funky bunch, though. Oh, no, they will because I'm there, you know, and though and my funky bunch will be fun, like, you know, fulfilling the the role of the wise sage diplomat. I'd probably probably have Don Knotts. Then I'm going to keep probably if we can go living or dead, probably Richard Pryor around Hmm. just for, you know, for fun and hilarity. As opposed to Don Knotts. Yeah. <laughs> Don Knotts is the wise diplomat. I, for my He's wise diplomat. He's going to go out diplomat. and shake his fist at German planes. <laughs> I would you have, guys get out of here. <laughs> I would have Jerry Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Van Dyke. From TV's coach. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. And from the Dick Van Dyke show. He's yeah. the brother. Yeah. yeah. And from uh, Big Lots ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely Jerry Van Dyke. I would probably have Mark Cuban. Because honestly, Ooh, if you game. read his blog, he's just kind of off, but he's brilliant in yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. And I would actually think we'd have really good conversations. Yeah. If it was a co-ed Funky Bunch, I'd, I'd throw a little Tina Fey in there. I Ooh, think she'd, she'd be, be a lot of funny. fun. I think she'd very be a funny. Lot, yeah. A little one? <laughs> <laughs> a tiny <laughs> version of well, Tina Fey. I think she would be thought-provoking and intelligent and funny. Hmm. Sharp-witted. I, I like so sharp-witted she, people. She could take like three spots then. She could. So Winston Churchill, Tina Fey, and me. Yeah. We're going out tonight. <laughs> I only have one. Winston. That's called a relationship. That's not a yeah, that's, that's just going to be a little weird. I would just have Winston Churchill. <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> Hello, Winston. <laughs> so if you want to write in and tell us who your funky bunch would be, what roles they would serve, and why... It's pretty complicated. Write us in at editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. A couple of updates. want to give some publicity out there to uh, the brand new page that we have put up at verb.com. If you don't know about verb, it's basically uh, like MySpace, but good. (laughs) And uh, we have a a brand new uh, page there. It's verb.com slash relevant. Check it out. Um, We're updating it and uploading stuff. And uh, it's this really cool design, custom design that the guys have done. So check that out. Um, There's also a relevant podcast listening group at verb that I, I noticed, though it's like 18 people as compared to the Facebook group, which is like 600 plus now. So uh, thank you uh, to all of you who have joined a relevant podcast group. Also little, uh, little behind the scenes action for you. Some people have wondered what the the poster looks like. And while we have not revealed the relevant podcast poster per se, there are some other shots that I have leaked and they're at the podcast stuff page at relevantmagazine.com. And you will see, Uh, the Sears photo shoot that the relevant that we did, the four of us did last week at Sears, for real. I I would say that in the history of photography, there has never been a more profoundly emotionally impacting photo than the the one that's up on the podcast stuff page, except for the one that's going on the poster. The poster, right? Yeah. I have it up as art in my office and I feel more refined yeah, and dignified yeah. during the day. I see it and it's like this creative outlet. 
Like I, I feel immediately more creative. You know what, I guys? I want you as my funky bunch. Aww. After seeing that photo, <laughs> wait we a second. That's not, we that's we not, make a pretty good funky bunch. You guys shouldn't want to be a funky bunch. You should be your own leaders of funky bunch. <laughs> but if you didn't have aspirations to lead your own funky bunch, I would want you as my funky bunch. Oh man! I'll let you know if Shaq gets back to me. Friends, <laughs> so far. He, the only response has been in the form of a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> and people should suggest a theme song for their Funky Bunch. Well, no, the theme song for every Funky Bunch is Good Vibrations by Marky Mark. Yeah. Oh, man. I wanted to mine to be something good. No, sorry. If you have a Funky Bunch, yeah. it's Good Vibrations. It's always there. Yeah. By definition. Sorry. My hands are tied. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So write us in. Check out our verb page. Uh, check out the recently updated music downloads page at rollermagazine.com hit up the website Um, there's a lot going on and in about a week or two maybe two weeks a very very big thing is going to happen at rollermagazine.com I have heard the date May 2nd thrown around but I'm not going to officially say May 2nd oh last bit of information uh, the Easter extravaganza I believe is over we will run some final numbers get the posters printed up and get those into the mail Uh, to you guys as soon as possible. So for everybody who signed up uh, for the Relevant Podcast Easter Extravaganza, thank you very much for subscribing to the magazine. We have a lot of pennies to crush. We have a lot of pennies to crush. Oh, boy. I'm going to have Chandler do that. Yeah, we're going to have to crush five times more than we need just to be able (laughs) to find them afterwards. That's true. Probably hundreds of dollars of pennies will be destroyed. (laughs) They will go the way of the bee, unfortunately. (laughs) Too soon, man. The civilization will not collapse in four years. (laughs) That remains to be seen. The (laughs) the copper particles released into the air will cause some sort of... Well, maybe it'll set the balance back in the atmosphere and the the bees will come home. (laughs) All right, well, on that note, that will wrap up this week's podcast. Many thanks to the Procussions for coming through. And even without instruments, well, their instruments or turntables, we're able to lay down an amazing session. So thank you very much to them. Check out theprocussions.com for information for their album and for tour dates. Um, support good hip hop people. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jane Goodall. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. I'm Jesse Carey. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Dashing and daring, courageous and caring, faithful and friendly with stories to share. All through the forest, they sing out in chorus, marching along as their song fills the air. Gummy bears, bouncy here and there and everywhere. That's beyond compare They are the gummy bears Relevant Podcast Anytime, anywhere